0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and
1: the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby!
0: Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, November 26,
2: 2018, Season 4. Fourteen episode number eighty five. Welcome to another edition of the Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Amber's not joining us today, but I do have Nick and Dave with me. We're going to talk some Cowboys football with you guys for about forty five minutes. We haven't had a chance to discuss that big win on Thanksgiving Day by the Dallas Cowboys. They win 31-23 the Washington Redskins. Dave said. I mean, I'm sorry. Nick said before the game. They win that game, they're going to Super Bowl. So, mm. <laughs> did I overstate that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. that go a little bit. bit too
3: far. I thought it was just the Falcons game. You beat the <laughs> Falcons, and you'll make the playoffs. Okay,
2: all right. I may have overstated that just a, just a bit, just a little bit.
3: Playoffs? Yeah. Well, hey, they're there.
2: Hey, right now things are looking positive for the Dallas Cowboys.
3: If if Seattle would have would have won the game or lost the game, wouldn't they have been a wild card spot? No, Minnesota is still up there. Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota, and it's it's all a jumble. It's all jumble, but I'm just saying, I still think you have to win your division to get in. I agree. But,
4: but, I tend to agree with you, but I, think. I mean, take a look around. I, I mean, there's two ways you could think about it. If Carolina beats Seattle yesterday, then they take a pretty firm grip on the five seed. Yeah, and then so you're like, well, there's only one seed left, but now. It's literally a jumble of teams with roughly six wins. The Vikings are six four and one. Seahawks are six and five. Panthers are six and five. Cowboys are six and
3: five. I just think that
4: Panthers and and Seahawks, though,
2: that's interesting. I I just
3: think that if the Cowboys or even the Redskins, if you get to the point where you're good enough to be in that wild card conversation, that will win your division. So it, probably, probably yeah. so. Yeah. Well,
4: and it, it hurts the Cowboys. They they don't have tiebreakers against several of these teams, but with five games to play, all these records are the same. I, I mean, their tiebreakers are going to be against the NFC East, so which I think would win their
3: division. Yeah,
4: it's. But, I I said this yesterday. Like I can't. I picked the Cowboys to go nine and seven and miss the playoffs because. I thought the NFC was so good that you were going to have like five or six 11 win teams. You know, I mean, the Vikings, what what weakness did they have on paper before mm-hmm. the season? The Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, uh, the, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. So they have a chance. I thought about it the wrong way. Like as an SEC fan, I should have thought about it that way. I've been like, oh, yeah, they're going to beat the hell out of each other. And nobody's going to have more than nine or ten wins, which is exactly other than the Saints and the Rams. Yeah. That's what it looks like is what's
3: going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, they look like – Nine and like, seven looks very good right now for the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, it does. And and uh, because the the interesting part about that is toughest games they got left are against. One of them is in the conference, but the other outside of the conference. Indianapolis looking really good. Beyond that, I don't think the Cowboys have another team that has a winning record on their schedule. So they should be favored in every game. Maybe they're favored in the Indianapolis game. They should be favored in most of the games they got down the
3: stretch. It's true. Yep.
2: So we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about that game, though. I want to start first with Ezekiel Elliott. This guy just continues to rack up yards and touches. Uh, This last game, he had 26 rushes for 121 yards, 4.7 average, and a touchdown. Had six, I'm sorry, five catches for 22 yards. Uh, Gave him a total of 31 touches on the day with a total of 143 yards from scrimmage. Here's my question for you guys. Are you starting to get to a point where you're wondering if they're using him a bit too much? (laughs) And, And maybe not, but I think it's a question worth asking because against Atlanta, he had 30 touches. Against Philadelphia at 25. He is right now leading the NFL in touches uh, ahead of Todd Gurley by about 11. And Barkley, Saquon Barkley's third, and he's beaten, he's uh, ahead of him by like 18. Um, So it's significant. I mean, you're starting to get to, when you get to the third and fourth guy, that's probably a game worth of touches uh, for the, that guy. So, are they starting to use him a bit much? And maybe they should consider the possibility of just trying to mix Rod Smith in there a little bit more. Are you just like, hey, if it's working, don't mess with it.
3: I think they're using him a little too much, and I think that's all you can do. I mean, you got to. You're you're three and five. You're a three and five team at the break. So you've got to ride. You know ride the horse that that that's getting you there and that, and it's zeke and we all see when rod smith comes in the game that it's 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 a complete difference so um i i get it that yeah he's got a lot of carries but that's why you draft him fourth overall and you know i mean i don't think that they're worried about that maybe they should be but i don't think that they are
4: he's 23 years old you oh. drafted
3: him in the top five no i'm not worried about it um that's why
4: you brought him here and and he wasn't touching it enough when they were losing games, in all honesty uh sorry, you can have Sunday off, they gave him yesterday yeah. off uh had some sore hips, maybe i mean i'm I'm sure he has some
2: sore a lot I'm they'll, sure
4: they'll manage him yeah. uh but yeah, that's what you do, that's why he's here, and you know if there were if there were other weapons that you felt comfortable leaning on okay but who you got? Yeah, it's a point. I mean, Amari Cooper had eight receptions. That's probably as much as you can realistically expect in this offense. And then you got a bunch of other guys who have moments but aren't proven to be consistent. This, this is team. how you built this team. This is I, That always bothered me is like, he's amazing. He's amazing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, take, stop. Don't give him the ball so much. No way. He's 23 years old. He can handle it.
3: I don't know if I love the 23-year-old, you know, argument just because i look at it like a pitcher pitcher is 22 years old you don't he doesn't pitch nine innings every game i mean i'm i get it but he's it's,
4: more likely to be able to handle that at 23 than at 31 though yeah but it's probably not the greatest
2: idea for even a 23 year old to get well over he, right? here, here and comes the question back. is where's the over where does he get overworked? here comes not. back the to balance? the question not, we had at are not there camp. Yet.
3: like are we trying to get him to 31 <laughs> Probably not. They're just trying to be Larry Johnson for the Chiefs and just run him into the ground. Well, they're the not gonna,
2: they're not going to do it at this pace and and that's where, you know, I think right now where you are on this in this year with this team, I think you don't have any other option. That's the way yeah. you got to go because he is yeah. your he is your best offensive weapon. But I will say this, I do think going into next year, they ought to consider the possibility that if they don't think Rod Smith is a guy that can take a little bit more of that load, then maybe they got to go out and get a guy that they think can take a little bit more of that load. If for nothing else than to keep him fresh, yeah, Um, that's the way I look at it. Even more than preserving his body, because I'm a big believer in hey, first contract, maybe second contract. You don't go beyond that with a running back, but I think you keep bringing running backs in and you try to go younger as you keep going. Sure, yeah,
4: I'm fine with that. I I got to do the math, and I I mean, he's had he's touched the ball 107 times since they came back from their bye week. I mean, I get that. It's he's averaging 27 touches a game. It's a lot, but. He's not on some type of like historic pace that's just going to, you know, sh- like he's he's well within the range of what a feature back gets. You know, so I'm not worried about the,
3: the reason why I think he's getting more carries is, is not just a, a difference in philosophy, maybe a little bit with the passing game, but it's just having success. I mean, if you get if you get the ball three times in a row and you get stopped for eight yards and you punt, then obviously you get three touches. But if you if you're getting first downs and you're moving the ball and it's a 15 play drive and now you've got eight you know, eight or nine times. So it, the, the, they're they're having success with it, which is why they're getting more. He's getting more touches and more opportunities. I think it goes back to the whole offensive line. This offensive line, since Colombo's taken over, since suofilo has been added, this offensive line is doing better, despite even having some injuries. That they're, they're doing a much better job, which is keeping them on the field, which is getting more touches for Zeke. How surprised were you? And then we're moving
2: on to the next topic. But how surprised were you? Uh, when you find out that Tyron Smith isn't going to play and then you get to that end of, to the end of that game and you realize that although they gave up four sacks, it happened in the first half and by the second half seemed like they pulled things together. They were still able to get a really fantastic day on the ground, mm-hmm. a really nice day through the air. How did you feel about the offensive line and their performance?
3: I, I thought you know, this is exactly why they uh, signed Cameron Fleming. Uh, they signed him for games like that. You know, I mean, when, when you really think about last year and the problems that they had now they didn't go out and get a running back they didn't do that they expected zeke to be there but they did go get a, another linebacker uh in the first round they also got cameron fleming uh in, in case things happen to sean lee and tyron smith which they have and i think that there hasn't been a drop off really I, I don't think you can keep playing with with fleming and not in you know, being okay there But I think for that one game, it was good.
4: It looked rough at first. I mean, Dak was on pace to be sacked as many times as he was against Atlanta. But, yeah, they cleaned it up. Uh, Cam Fleming talked after the game that he felt rusty. Uh, He didn't know he was going to go until he got to the stadium, which I was surprised, but not that surprised. I mean, you saw the agony that Tyron Smith (laughs) was on Sunday, and then he didn't look a lot better on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So I thought he was going to gut it out, but. Certainly not surprising that they decided to spare him. Um, I thought Fleming and and that's what he, he was like. I felt like I got better as I got more acclimated, and he might they might need him again on Thursday because really? Ty, Tyron's not at practice today, and he didn't practice yesterday. Uh, so we know how that that's that's never a good sign. This Obviously, is Friday. This, this is, is a Friday, right? This is a Thursday.
3: it's Thursday. It's it's Thursday. Monday. It's a Thursday. I'm all off. Thursday. Yeah, okay. A Thursday. Have a great Wednesday. Sorry. <laughs> it is. I mean, I what day is it? <laughs> Tyron is definitely
4: in the class. It's Monday, but it's Thursday. I, I okay. thought about this this morning. I'm like, it's Monday, but it's Thursday. But the Saints are playing. The Cowboys are playing on Thursday. Yeah. So it's all, don't worry it's about all a mess. It. And Just then, say
2: we're a couple days from the game.
4: And then it all, re, it all reverts because then Friday's Friday because then you're back on your regular schedule because yeah. you have the long weekend. It's whatever. Huh. Um, Tyron Smith is definitely in the class of player who can play with minimal practice reps but he's not practicing thursday that's never a good sign for a guy's availability yeah that's still concerning because as much as you like what
2: fleming did now you're tempting fate when you have to do multiple games and and that that does worry me a little bit i mean you think about this offensive line that would be now three guys uh that you would have on that offensive line that were not your starters coming into uh, this season when you went to training camp those are those are three guys and two of them all pro-caliber guys. So that's a big difference.
4: Zach Martin and Xavier Suofilo were both back to practice today. Uh, They sat out yesterday. I think that's more maintenance than anything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Tyron, obviously Travis and and Xavier stepped in for Connor. So yeah. Yep.
2: Is there any chance that if if they were going to go longer term, uh, then maybe, maybe look at Connor at tackle or do you think fleming's the guy that's going to be there in the event that
4: tyron can't play he played tackle for a snap on
2: Saturday
3: that, thursday
4: yeah. that's i mean can't they ran flemings. to the right
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: quickly uh in in 2018 no way no, no. i mean can't. just too
3: much i would i would love to have him as a backup i really think like this a is, swing tackle? yes this is he would be an, an outstanding sixth lineman You're talking and about connor yes yeah guard, tackle maybe centered out
2: because he could just
4: play pretty much. And he cool. can do everything. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do in an emergency, but I mean like to, but to try to switch him to tackle when he's been playing guard. And I mean, Cam Fleming, he might not be as good as Tyron Smith, but he started for the Patriots in the playoffs last year. Like I would, I'm fine with that. And yeah. you know, he wasn't, he wasn't such a disaster that I'm looking for contingency plans as of yet. All right, let's
2: go to our first break. When we come back, we got to talk about Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. They are turning into quite a pair. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you
0: love. Try TV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit Direct DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions
5: apply.
1: Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to
0: To
2: the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star talking Cowboys versus Redskins. Cowboys get the big win on Thanksgiving Day. They're moving on to the New Orleans Saints. This will be this will definitely be their toughest matchup of the year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, that.
3: a lot of the players were asked yesterday about, you know, is this a benchmark game? Is this a game? And, and the, the natural answer for a player like that is to always say No. You know, because that's what Garrett has preaches. Yeah. And like, no, no, we do what we do. But they, they tried that. Like, Zach Martin, I mean, Amari Cooper. They, they're like, well, no, I mean... Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, this is um, the best team in the league. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. which it definitely That's, is.
4: They're liars. Uh, Zeke Zeke had a great quote. Yeah, well, he, not, well, not them, but just anybody that says it's not is yeah, my Zeke point. Zeke tried
3: to answer it. Well, Zeke, like, yeah, Zeke had a
4: he had a good Zeke had a good quote where he's like, you know, this is the NFL. Like records really don't matter. You can get beat by the worst team or the bad. I mean, and and he's got a point. But I don't care what anybody says. Like ten games in a row, you see what they're doing. If you're a competitor, you have to kind of like measure yourself against that. I remember um, 2014, the Cowboys beat the crap out of the Saints here at AT Mm ATT. I think it was like their third win in a row. And like the Saints weren't even the Saints that year. Like Mm -hmm. they were not that great. And like after the game, everybody was like, who that? What's up? Like beat the Saints. So like, yeah, it's everybody knows what they do and everybody, it's a measuring stick game for sure. I
3: like what Zach Martin said. He goes, you know, we've won three in a row. And we feel like, you know, it's hard to do. And we feel like we were on a roll. I mean, Imagine ten. <laughs> the Saints have done it three times, and in some, right, yeah. And so that's that, that's amazing. Yeah, but. but
2: I mean, it's one of those things where, to me, it's a measurement more of of kind of how you play football too. Because right now we see that there are three teams sitting atop of the NFL, AFC and NFC, um, that are teams that score a ton of points, and they may not play the greatest defense, but they play a little defense with it. And we're about to find out, or at least this will be a indication for the Cowboys if their style of play can match up with those teams. Can they play good enough defense to where they can slow down those offenses? And can they play the right style of offense where they can consistently keep the ball out of those guys' hands in order to give them an opportunity to win? That's what I'm looking for yeah. more than anything else, just to see, will this style work against some of these really high-powered offenses? I
4: actually, uh, I, did a, I did a hit for a Saints podcast this morning and... I was like Saints Whoa. break trader? No, no. They why is that? Tra- they asked know. me. You today. do know the
2: Chargers have a Chargers break now, yeah, right? I,
4: really? I, think every I was listening every yesterday team on in radio. the league has some. No, no. no. no it's, it's, called it's called the <laughs> oh, Chargers
2: break. I was listening on the radio and We're they said, "Check out Chargers break." This, I'm like, really? I what gotta call Saints? those guys up and be like,
4: "Uh, they well, so the Saints, like the Pelicans and the Saints, are all owned and managed by the same people. So theirs is the black and blue podcast because Pelicans wear blue and the Saints wear black. So." Um, whatever. Uh, but I was, I was I like, I do get to talk basketball and football. That just does right. make it for interestingly enough. A laptop would be cool. I mean, the the Cowboys just did this a week ago. Like the the game plan for the Falcon, it should be the same thing. Like shorten that game up, run the ball. It's much. This is a tougher task. Like yeah. the Saints are much better than the Falcons. They beat them twice this year. So, mm-hmm. but. We've seen yeah. it. We've seen it work. Is what I'm trying to say. They, they did it against the number six offense in the league. So yeah.
3: you know the Saints. I, I believe are number one in the league in rush defense. But I, I have to feel like those numbers are kind of, of course, hollow. I mean, to some degree, who's running on? Although it.
2: their defense is playing really you know, well. Their defense is yeah.
3: playing well. There's no doubt about it. But I just don't think that. J- they're just shutting down the run. I, <laughs> I mean, think teams—they're Breeze is shutting down the run. Yes,
4: right. I don't think that the Cowboys had the number one run defense in 2016 either. I mean, Nobody ran the ball against them because they yeah. were down 17 points that at leads. halftime. More yeah, I mean, right you are choice. You got to throw it.
3: But yep. but you know they have definitely figured it out. If you look at their at their team and you go, okay, early. I mean the, the toughest game they've had to losing was the Browns mm-hmm. in week two. And they they probably should have lost that game, but they have they've turned it around to the point where in the last three or four weeks, I mean, just annihilating teams. I mean, just kind of taking their will, really. I mean, Philadelphia, that's...
4: The Browns and the Ravens are the only teams to hold them under 30 this whole year, and they won won both of those games. Both
2: teams with good defenses, though. Yep. So that does serve the Cowboys well. We'll see if the defense is good enough, and more importantly, in my opinion, can the offense be consistent enough the
3: the defense though it has been good all year lately they've been getting turnovers the Cowboys have been getting turnovers and that's going to be the key I mean you can kind of be good but if you don't turn the ball over you know the Saints are going to get 10 possessions and they're going to score on six or seven of them you got to get turnovers so and and Breeze doesn't just give the ball away so it's going to mean
4: shorten the game run the ball hopefully a turnover or two and, and you can't turn it over. Force some field goals. Yeah. Again, that's, I said all this this morning on the show, and I was like, you know, good too. I'm talking to a Saints audience, and I'm like, listen, I understand that's easier said than done. But that's what the Cowboys are going to be able <laughs> to do. Yeah, yeah. That's what they have to do if they're going to get a win.
3: And if you're pinned back and if you can get a 90-yard touchdown, like, That'd do be that. be nice, yeah. Yeah, because
2: that's what
4: Cooper did. Yeah,
2: let's talk about... Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, that was really right nice. He shot.
4: usually drives you into the ditch. He actually just pulled you back on <laughs> the right. road. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, Amari
2: Cooper, this last game, man, eight catches, 180 yards, 22.5 was his average. The 90 yard touchdown pass. He also had a 40 yard touchdown pass. Two touchdowns. Thing I was most impressed with was what he was doing on third downs. Cowboys had one, two, three. They had six third downs that they converted. Um, he converted four of those six. Um, He is, I think that is the biggest difference between uh, what they were doing before Amari Cooper got here and what they've done since he's got here is he is a third down converting
3: machine for them. He he reminds me, and and he's not as accomplished, I understand that, but he reminds me of Julio Jones in that he's a big possession type receiver. Who can also make a big play um he doesn't look like he's that fast but he, he was, saw it he was running away from people he's yeah. got that long stride you know he was he played that uh trivia game no moss he said if he could be in the olympics he'd be a 1500 meter runner and mm-hmm. it was 1500 you know with those long strides mm-hmm. you saw it in that in that 90 yard touchdown i was like he's gonna get caught he's gonna get caught and he just never did yeah and you he know, didn't like yeah he's just taking these long strides it,
4: I always think about Vince Young, like mm-hmm. and, like he doesn't look like he's running that fast because yeah. his legs aren't moving that fast. But everybody fast, else but... looks like they're standing still. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I mean, he made his free throw. That's the thing. You know, you can go and make your <laughs> you score your points, but then go to the line and make it. Yeah. I like that. I just it was a great celebrations all the way around. I'm not Sanjay
4: Lal. It what? No, you're right. You're right about that. But. I don't like, I don't know about route running, you know, like I, you know, I can, you got to drop your hips and lower your center of gravity, but like, I I don't know how to do that, but he just looks different. Like if you watch him and it's like when you have a chance to watch the replays, but even in real time, like no offense to Des Bryant, he was great in his prime, but like, even, I mean, Des ran slants and out, out muscled people, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can see this dude, like the way he like shifts his hips or like stutters his feet, like. And it like it's obvious, like it creates this separation that is rare. At least around here, it has been. I like I'm not used to seeing it, and maybe I don't watch enough AJ Green or Julio Jones, but it just it looks different from what yeah. I'm used to seeing.
3: I, I was just happy to see that you know for three games you could tell that he has done a better job and the offense has done better with him here, but his numbers aren't great. Cause you know, we live in a fantasy football world where it's just like, oh, they were great this week. It, well, they were great. And they were on a lot of people's bench. I understand that, but no, I'm just, I am just saying, you know, he was like, he's, this guy's different. And he's got, well, five catches for 60 yards. Is that different? And was like, no. Nah. you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to mm-hmm. really say, yeah, but it is. So finally this was a yeah see Which, yards.
4: and I mean you're not going to do that every week you'd no. probably do that once a season but right. uh, but he, I mean even in the games where even in the games where he didn't blow up like, I mean not that this is a good thing but he literally shook um what's his he shook Ronald Darby so bad that he tore his ACL like if That's you go true. back and yeah. watch that he he cut on a dime twice in a row and Darby literally like couldn't stand up you know he's who, just he's he's good at what he does you know who
3: he is actually more than julio jones i mean in that game that there was a terrell owens type of game where you catch the ball and then you spin away and then it's just you and another guy now who's who, yeah. who's fastest because it's not beat like it was a zone. running head start he was yeah. at a standstill you know it wasn't like the juju touchdown yesterday 97 yards i mean this was like <laughs> you know over the middle should have been about 15 20 yards and so he he's strength to break tackles and then just on a dead sprint to go outrun everyone. I thought it was awesome.
2: Yeah, I think this is uh this is turning out to be one of those uh moves that the Cowboys made that so far seems like it's worth it. And it's not often you can say that when you get a uh, first round pick that you can go back and look at it no and say, way. man, this is going to be this is, might be a great trade, but it sounds it's looking like it has the potential to be a really great move for the Cowboys.
4: I understand this this math is faulty. I get, but I still think it's fun. Like if you adjust his four game stats for 16 games, it's Obscene, like eighty-eight catches, fourteen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns, and even so, I'm you know you're like oh well, of course you had a two hundred yard game. How often do you see that? So I readjusted it, and it's still like seventy-something catches for nine hundred and fifty yards. Which again, I mean, that's that's all you, you need in this, in this
2: offense. That's exactly Sorry, you what took you the need.
4: game out. I took the Thanksgiving game out yeah. just to see, you know, just to because that's such a ridiculous outlier. You can't expect any receiver to do that. But on he will. Bases.
2: I think the kind of receiver he is, there will be. One, two, possibly yeah. three per year that he'll have like but that. That's, just that's, games that's, where he just goes crazy, and then most of the games will be what you see. There'll be those five, yeah. six catches somewhere between sixty and eighty yards, mm-hmm. and again in this offense, that's really all yeah. you need.
3: And, and I and I understand why you did that, but like you have to leave it in because when you take a first round pick, that's what you're hoping for right. games like that. So. I, Which, I mean, that's what you get. He's played four games. One of them was a monster game. One of them wasn't that great. Two of them were pretty good.
2: I just wanted to see just, both sides of it. Either the, way, it's good. And the residual effect of that is now defenses have to pay attention to him. And that's all you really wanted. You had you wanted to make defenses have to play you honest. And, and because he's making these big plays, he's turning what would be, as you said, would have been probably just a routine catch. And he took it 90 yards. That makes defenses think, you know, is it really worth us bringing that extra safety down? in every circumstance like they've been doing or do we have to just kind of pick and choose and when we pick and choose it may create some really
3: nice openings for for Zeke and they've done really nice job this team needs a tight end so bad and and I I understand that their offense has done a lot better but if you had a a real tight end that could that was like a complete tight end who could stay on the line and block for you he also can get downfield for you and and there's not many of those guys and, and they've definitely been you know, spoiled. Do they go back years. to the
2: well this off on that one? I
3: th- you have to. What's the
4: well? Sorry, I mean draft. Like, do
2: oh, you, but
3: you know, you have. Yeah, I mean,
4: it has.
2: It. It's. I mean, you haven't seen what what Schultz can do yet. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna it, obviously get bigger this off
4: season. You would hope. Hope is not a strategy. I got you. That's true. You, like you got to. I mean, if you don't want to spend your second round pick, that's fine. But you got to do something. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, free agency draft. I think. I think you can't run. Free... You can't run these. Back, in my opinion, I, just, I mean, run him you, back. You can't. I, <laughs> hey, I would. I'm. I would love to sign Jeff Swaim to a contract like what James Hanna got. I would love Swaim to be my second tight end. Absolutely, mm-hmm. hey, and I, I would love. Bring him in that Schultz way. back to be my third. Yeah, and then whatever you got to do to find a starter.
3: The experiment uh, free over. Free agency
4: or draft on what? The experiment. Experiment's been over.
3: Rico, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to get to five. <laughs> He's not gonna, he's not gonna get to five catches. You have <laughs> five touchdowns. I think if there were ever a, a year where, you know, he's gonna be this able to should, do something. Yeah, yeah. Be, look at all the injuries, look at all the opportunities, and he's still it's just not, you know, what it is now. He's gonna go somewhere else and you're just gonna have to just deal with it if he yeah. if he does well. But they've done everything they can do. Yeah. I just don't know
2: all right we're gonna take our final break we'll come back uh and we'll talk a little bit of a little bit about the defense and what they did this last game we'll also talk a little bit about the nfc east before we end the show we'll be right back this is dallas cowboys.com radio
1: back to the break
0: while a player can look good on paper it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of that's why the cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team
1: Back to the break. Welcome back.
2: It is the final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, can you tell me about Tommy John?
3: I can. Tommy John. Uh, I think everybody in here uh, has experienced the greatness of Tommy John. Uh, probably. I like how
2: you say that. It is an experience. It is.
3: It, it, it's the it's the best underwear I think that you'll ever have. That's the guarantee Tommy John gives you. Is that it is the best. Mm-hmm. And if you're not satisfied, they'll they'll uh, return it. And they'll give you your money back. Nope. I doubt that that happens too often. I bet you when you do contact them again, it's because you're doing a reorder. So, TommyJohn.com forward slash cowboys feels great, looks good. Get your 20% off your first order. See if they got some kind of deal for your second or third order. And Derek's going to hook us up this year for Christmas with some Tommy John.
2: Is he? I That's just, dope. I just cool. kind of. You better talk to Mrs. Eagleton about that. <laughs> Thanks, D Rack. <laughs> we got a lot of people on the list. I didn't think y'all were on it, but we'll okay. check and see. Well, that's okay.
3: What the heck? I don't know. Whatever. Don't know yeah.
4: Just stop. Stop. <laughs> stop.
2: All right. Let's uh let's jump back in. The defense.
3: The Dallas yeah. defense. This defense. It's playing well. Mm-hmm. Now you don't always really? get Colt McCoy, but uh you know, I do think <laughs> no, you don't. I do think Drew Brees is gonna be an upgrade there. A little bit. A little bit. A little
4: See, bit. it's funny, like you're right. I mean, hey, they held him to twenty three points. They picked Colt McCoy off three times. The, my main takeaway from that game is that they gave up a 53-yard touchdown to Vernon Davis. And it was the first, like, really bad break in coverage in a while. I mean, Julio Jones. But you're going to give those
2: up every once in a while. I mean, you're they still are human. I mean, that's going to happen from time to time,
3: right? You're, they got Damian Wilson on a bad matchup yeah. there. And I going to happen. No, I, I, know.
4: I know. It, just, I, it, it, it troubles me <laughs> when you think about who's coming in here on Thursday. Let's yeah. put because... No you doubt know. about that. And it's, it's fitting because it's something I've been working on. Like, I literally, for the last week, I've, I went back and looked. I'm like, what are the drives, you know, that have started in Dallas territory and how did they, or I'm, I'm sorry, that have been fin- opposing territory and how did they finish? So I've, I just finished this this morning. 58 drives where the opponent took the ball in their own territory and drove it into uh, Dallas territory. And 18 of them have ended in touchdowns which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 field goals, I think nine, 10 punts, and a few takeaways. Um, but they hadn't given up a play like that in more than a month. And yeah. then so to see him give it up right there the week before the Saints game bothered me. But, but,
2: but make no mistake about it. There will be at least one moment in this game against the Saints where they'll probably have somebody get behind the defense it's and have just a score. One it's gonna. Have have a, that's what I'm saying. Like against this team, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna set up – I don't think that you're gonna get them in an over. Like they're not gonna go all day without breaking a big play. That's what they do. And but they're the best in the league at it. That's so, how
4: you're gonna beat them. That's and that's it's. I think of the Houston game all the time. It's like give up all the yards you want. Just don't let them goals. finish in the end zone. True. It's certainly, and if they are going to finish in the end zone, it needs to be a five-yard touchdown or a three-yard touchdown. You need to make them drive the length of the field. Giving up 53 yards on a scoring play is not winning defense. And it's fine against the Redskins when they're starting Colt McCoy and you can pick them off three times. But against Drew Brees, that's not good enough. It's just not, that's not good. And so, I've, like, I'm hearing myself say it and I feel like a jerk because they play far, like, way more good than bad, but... Mm-hmm. When you consider the upcoming opponent, that's just not good. Yeah, I mean it's I, it's not ideal,
2: but I still don't believe that if you give up a big play against the Saints, that means you lose. I think no. you still have to manage it, but you have to go into this game knowing there may be moments when you get punched in the mouth because that's the kind of offense that oh. you're playing. And if you're going to win, you have to be able to to jump back on after you get punched in the mouth and be able to make the next stop. Right?
3: But I I, I think like you know from a boxing reference there. I don't think that the Cowboys can get punched in the mouth and and win. I really don't. I think they have not to. even once. No, I mean, they have to be the first one. They have to take the the fight to them. Yeah, you'll get punched back, and that's fine. But you can't get you can't. This isn't like Rocky II where you can just you know get like two rounds <laughs> where, you're, where you're down, and then all of a sudden start. Ra- no, they, I don't think that can happen. It has to be like Oh Nine, where they take it right to them and say we're going to be here all day this is a this is the way it is we've got a seven nothing lead we've got a 10-3 lead and and then you know hold on for dear life i certainly don't think you're
4: bouncing back from 14 to three that's you what know? I mean. like that's yeah i agree in that regard
3: but i agree with you too like you're gonna get punched in the mouth by this team you just are did you, y'all did you y'all have hear... to work around it sorry did y'all hear that um They talked about, I mean, I guess Al Michaels had a problem with the Vikings taking the ball to start the game Mm -hmm. yesterday. I don't know if y'all saw this on the broadcast. I didn't hear what he said, no. Um, Well, just like, and then they did three and out and had to punt, and he kind of talked about it. They went and did their research at halftime, and they said that 95% of the league has deferred when they won the toss. 95%. Mm -hmm. Well, when did Jason Garrett start doing this? Midway through the year? Mm-hmm. When did he
2: start? It wasn't quite midway, was it? You're I talking it was earlier about
4: this season. This season, yeah. he. I don't actually. I don't think he has won the toss and taken the ball this year. Really? But they've lost a lot of tosses. That's the thing. They've started I, with I thought, the ball.
3: Yeah, because I thought a I, yeah, couple I thought, times. I thought it was take... early
4: in the
2: year. The first time he deferred,
4: I thought it was like we.
2: Yeah. Well, guess, all I'm like,
3: saying is is that 95% of the time, I'm thinking most of that's got to be Garrett.
2: <laughs> not this year, though. I don't think that's no, been the majority this year. This
3: I, year. I, really, I really
4: think early on they did. I don't think that they have. I might be wrong. I Last year, they did it all the time. And, then, and th- this yeah. whole thing started, like I want to say week four of 2016, they had done a great job. And then he's like, you know what? Yeah, let's take the ball. And it worked. And then they kept doing it in 2017, even though it wasn't working. I really think... They haven't done it this year because they lost the toss two or three times in a row to start this season, and they went three and out. And they were like, "Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll defer like everybody else.
3: So that's fine." Knowing that they have to, you you know, get an early lead. What do you think? You get the if you win the toss, you, I still like to defer. But yeah,
2: I always defer. I mean,
3: I guess just set the tone early. I mean, the, the thing about it is, this crowd's going to be unbelievable. I'm sure it'll be a lot of Saints fans. It'll be Cowboy fans, of course. I mean, it'll be it'll be probably be close to 50 50 maybe we'll see it might even be 60 40 cowboys but it'll be so loud because there's their fans are louder i don't know if there's any other way to say it they're just louder fans so so i do think if you you do want to kick off you play some defense early and let's just see let's see right off the bat what what do we have i don't like the thought of Sending them out there, sending the Saints out there
4: with a chance <laughs> to take a 7 nothing lead. But I don't like the but thought of taking got, the ball to start either. But, but yeah. in the
3: third quarter. Right.
4: Yeah. In the third quarter. Absolutely. when
3: Half of the stadium is still yeah. doesn't remember that it's a 13-minute halftime and they can't get back to their seat. And it's quiet. And Breeze just goes, Kamara for 12, 12, 14, No, 100%. It's, no,
2: you definitely want the ball in the third quarter. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I, the ball.
4: I agree,
2: and that's that's the way that if you do get punched in the mouth early, that might be your saving grace if you have the ball at the beginning of third quarter because if you can turn around and get that back-to-back score at the end, then score again at the beginning, it allows you to get either some cushion or it allows you to get back into a game that you might be a little bit behind without the off the the opposing offense having a shot to get back I think on the they field. They might
3: win. I really do. All I know I, is I've seen I, this I can't scenario say that I'm before. Picking them. But I really think that they can. I know you said it in the press box the other day. You don't really expect to pick the Cowboys, but you wouldn't be surprised if mm, they won. Who would, I, not at all. Who would be? Like, I, I mean, nobody. Vegas, Vegas probably. The
4: Saints are seven-point favorites, I think. so.
3: That's not huge. I mean, the NFL is
4: makes For them, a road game. Ten-point 10 favorites yeah. on a neutral SD field. SD. Yeah. yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised, uh, I, but it's gonna it's going to take all hands on deck. I mean...
3: How about you talked about defense? How about DeMarcus Lawrence again? I mean, Man, this that, game, interception. And, and that interception. Yeah, that interception is unbelievable. I mean, it's not the best interception I've ever seen by DeMarcus because what yeah. Ware did against the Falcons is still and yeah, that's pretty almost lucky. Just, but, uh, you know, quietly, he's playing so well that Tyrone Crawford's playing really well. Yep. And he just doesn't have the numbers and and. and you know, for stat or I for think sacks, I think he's
4: playing the best game of his entire—I mean, best season of his entire career. I agree without with that.
3: a doubt. And and it's, it's overshadowed because uh, he's moving around doing different things. But but just DeMarcus and those two guys—they're they're leaders. You know, just with the way they play, with the way that they're acting. I mean, their defensive line—it starts up there, and I, both those guys. Uh, I know D Law is getting a lot of the credit, but I, I think you gotta you gotta remember who what Crawford has been doing.
4: Yeah, I. I need to look. I mean, he's up to, like, at least four and a half, if not yeah. five or more sacks. Like, he's – yeah, he's – I really admire the job that he's doing. And then, I mean, I've made my feelings on Tank perfectly yeah. clear. Yep. He needs to be extended the day after their season ends. And the crazy
2: part is the numbers don't even begin to do justice to the kind of season that DeMarcus Lawrence is having. Like, if, if you just look at his numbers, it's like, oh, was pretty good. But he's actually playing much better than that. Like, the things that, that don't show up on the stat sheet, the way he's able to affect plays without getting the
3: tackle or without getting the sack, it's huge in my opinion. I know I, know I say this every week, and I'm not name-dropping, but, I mean, we did an interview with Stephen Jones right after the game. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, right before we were about to do the interview, and I said, uh, every play that Marcus makes, it's just like hitting the pocket, you know, and hitting the wallet a little bit more. And he goes, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's the price tag keeps going up. But you know what? We're gonna do it,
2: and you're happy to do it when you got a player like that, right? right? I mean, that's the kind of deal where you're like, "Hey, if I gotta pay, at least I'm
4: at least I'm getting what I'm paying for," right? Somebody brought that up to Jerry too, and he was like. He was like, her, DeMarcus making a hit in your pocketbook. And he's like, a lot of guys are making a hit in my pocketbook right now. He's like, Amari's making a bid for some money, too. No doubt. Yeah. They got a lot of those guys coming up, too.
2: They're going to yeah. have to figure out some, some some ways to pay all these guys. Which, forgot about Amari.
3: It'll be smart for them to actually extend him, right? You could probably yeah, you can yeah. lower, yeah. His, lower number. his number. Um, Byron Jones?
4: You don't have to, but you could, yeah. Yeah. You probably want to consider it. I think I he's I'm, playing really well too. I mean, if yeah. he if you could get him to agree to it, I would try to extend Zeke too and just yes, just do it. Yeah, yeah. just do it. And then I actually like that idea. Yeah, you, you keep him. I mean, you get him under contract for a longer period of time. You can maybe lower his number off the fifth year option. And then if you extend him now, then he's under contract until he's probably twenty eight or so. And then you, and say, and you okay. say,
2: hey, thanks for your time finish your career unless of course at that point he's got enough yards to where you keep him around just because he's that kind of like he's Emmitt Smith transcendent kind of player and you keep him around right maybe I
3: mean That's, yeah you got to be special I mean Adrian Peterson is showing that I mean he, he's not the same but he's still showing that he can be pretty good but
2: at- without his off the field stuff I I suspect he may have continued where he was yeah. without having to make a move yeah. I, I really wonder I, if that would have been the case because those kind of transcendent players you play for a long time in your place and then at some point you're gonna have to move on Ladanian Tomlinson's a good it's example
3: eight or nine years but, though. but yeah
2: you'll be there for a while and 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 I think it could get beyond that second look at extend that him one more time look at
3: those guys in that 08 draft all the all those backs in the, in that draft I think it you know you've got Jamal Charles and uh, Matt Forte and McFadden mm-hmm. and they all played about eight or nine years, and then it's like, I don't even know. Are they in the league at all? I think Charles I is think trying so. to be in the league. I think Charles got cut Forte. by. Yeah, he he came in go. for
4: like a week or something. Uh, he was with the Panthers, I think.
3: Yeah, Wouldn't somebody he? brought He's, him in. Didn't, but, yeah. didn't we just play him?
4: Yeah. I mean, no, we, we played him this year. I think it was then, Carolina. He was he out, right? yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So, funny. I don't know. We had this whole conversation and didn't bring up the quarterback. Might have to pay him, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. be so lukewarm, Nick.
3: And, and no, just, I. You do have to pay him. You have to pay him next year. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I. I might defer on that a little bit. Because if you got to pay him, you got to pay him anyway. Quarterbacks they're going to cost. But I think I'd, I'd want to see as much as I could possibly see before I made.
4: I agree the with. I agree with you. But I don't know. I mean, he's. Regardless of what you think about him, there's no denying the fact that he's playing at an absurd discount compared to mm-hmm. the going True. rate for yes. a good starting quarterback, which. I don't I mean But he, don't you want to ride that as long as you can?
3: What if Dak is like I ain't riding this? There's nineteen backups that are making more than him. I looked this up. I 19. I'm not backups? Yes. Backup or going rate for a backup is like a million I or mean, something like wow. that. It's about nineteen. I'm not yeah. I have heard nothing. I'm not trying
4: to suggest that, but like what if Dak may makes an issue of this? I, I don't all. think Dak would. Uh, I honestly don't think he would. I don't know. Maybe he would. I don't think he would. I would I mean, even if you think he's Terrible, which he's not. But even if you think he is, he is playing at an absurd discount compared to the going rate for a starting quarterback. No doubt. And so, I just think that's something you got to consider heading into the final year of his deal. It I mean, just is
3: I think if you looked at the uh, quarterbacks in the in in the history of the league that are the first three seasons of their career, um, i don't only think there's. I think he's right there in the top four or five of, of wins. Yeah, he's right there. Whatever you know, you can say is it because of the line and all the. It, he's winning games i can't i can't imagine him holding out but
4: i can imagine him in his camp being deeply unhappy at the thought of having to play another season on yeah. a fourth round picks rookie contract
3: but but that being said i if, if that happens then i think the cowboys would probably be okay with it because they could probably get him for a discount because of what he's done right now he has won the games but from stats standpoint mm-hmm. where does he where would he rank among the, the Wasn't highest that what paid. they
2: did with with Romo and the the first big contract he got? It was like a little less than what you would say maybe he could have even gone for, but they did it at know. the at the right time. Wasn't it like sixty seven? It
3: was it. something like that. But I know when the negotiations began, it was for to be the highest paid quarterback right. in the league, and
2: it did not end up <laughs> didn't there. go that way. But yeah. I'm
3: just saying. And so you know, you, you they'll, they'll make the argument the Dax camp about all the wins, and then the Cowboys will say, well look look at the stats and look how much we yeah. have to help you and so
4: it's, it's going to be interesting. I,
3: it, I think that there will be a different offensive coordinator. I think it'll be a, a very, it won't just be entitled of saying Dak friendly. This really will be DAC friendly. I don't think yeah. the system is friendly for Dak, but I think that, I think it will be um, if they get a new, new system, I think you have to, you know, I think it depends on what happens here down
2: the stretch. Cause I'll tell you this, if, if they keep rolling, like they're rolling right now, it's going to be hard to make a lot of moves. Once the off season gets here, yeah. I think
4: I don't agree with that. But right. the fu- well, the funny thing for me is, and you know, I, the, the Cowboys are in as favorable a spot as anybody in the NFC East. But you know, a month ago all looked hopeless. So I, there, can, here's a, there's it's gonna
3: a roller coaster.
4: It'll be, be a twister, a, twer, a turn or two before it's all said and done.
2: All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for another edition of The Break. Till then, for Nick and Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com
0: radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!